flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code, TAMA, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial for your ball to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great, especially as the summertime gets swampier. If you go to manscaped.com right now and use the code TAMA, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Use the code T-A-M-A for free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com. Manscaped, shave your balls. So, TAMA, you heard about Manscaped? Oh, come on now, Ross. Of course I have, man. Uh, I figured you'd hear about Manscaped. Everyone's got to hear about Manscaped. Look, if you don't want your partner thinking your dick smells evil and you want them calling you Bone Soldier one more time, I see you laughing at that, Tama. I know. We've all had that moment where your partner's like, you know, your dick's a little evil. If you don't want that evil dick, then you got to get Manscaped. Manscaped has a brand new electric trimmer. It's their third generation trimmer. They call it the Lawnmower 3.0. It's got a cutting edge ceramic blade. It's not going to cause any of those accidents that you don't want in a place where uh, things have to be very careful. It's got a battery that's going to last you up to 90 minutes. You can take your time. You can trim as long as you need to. It's got water resistant technology. Groom in the shower, groom at the beach, groom under a waterfall, groom wherever you need to. It's got an LED light so you can see what you're doing. You don't have to work blind. That is not a place you want to be working blind. And let's not forget about the charging stand. You can show it off. It can look proud. It can look. Uh, it can show it to make a conversation piece because uh, let's face it, it is it's nice to look at and it makes people. Use it as a microphone. Huh? Exactly. You can start singing karaoke. You can start. Uh, you can finally lip sync for your life uh, with with Manscaped. Trim that junk ears. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand, first ball, first whatever. And look, when Ross says trim your junk, he means trim your junk, okay? Now look, you may have heard about Manscaped from all over the place, all right? But ain't nobody, and I mean ain't nobody, gonna give you that deal that Thomas Island is about to give you. All right, not only do you get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAMA at manscaped.com, if you're one of the first 10 people to use the code, we will send you a Thomas Island prize pack that includes Thomas Island goodies and a little something special for me. All right, a prize pack alone is worth the price. All you have to do is use our code TAMA. Screenshot your order confirmation and tweet or Instagram us at Thomas Island. That screenshot, and then all good from there. You win. That's it. We pick it. Pick 10, okay? So it's that easy. Remember, 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TAMA and act quickly if you want that prize pack. Treat yourself, and your balls will thank you. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us here on ThomasIsland.com. That's not it, is it? This is Thomas Island podcast. But you can go yeah. check out our merch on ThomasIsland.com and get your summer drop right now, okay? If you want to liven up your uh, your closet, go ahead to ThomasIsland.com and get your summer vacation. That's another plug for our summer gear here. But check this out. This <laughs> week, uh, <laughs> Ross, Ross, man, come on, man. How you doing, bro? I know. I love I love it. It's a good save because it's it's a it's a it's a good collection. But it's been a it's been it's been an interesting July Fourth weekend. How's your how's your your vacation weekend been, Tom? 
Oh, it's good. I'm I'm actually in the middle of vacation right now. Well, actually, I'm at the end of my vacation. We uh, I I decided to on a last minute whim grab my wife, my two kids, and just <laughs> go straight to the beach. We grabbed a, a hotel, um, you know, and it was just last minute, man. Decided mm-hmm. to do this, and it's been it's been great. I I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I've been home now for five months. Can you believe that? Five months. Five months. Five. It's yeah. It it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it also feels like it's been forever. It's this very, <laughs> it's a very weird time. Yeah, man. You know, my daughter was born during the beginning of this pandemic. So New Japan gave me a month off. Mm-hmm. And then, so I took that month off. And then when my daughter was born, we came out and it was the, that when we came out, my daughter was born at the beginning of the pandemic. So we were, mm-hmm. everything was on lockdown. So that just added now I haven't done nothing nothing we haven't gone nowhere we've been at home on thomas island doing workouts home workouts and all kinds of things at home so this right here today this weekend july 4th weekend is the first time we've stepped out of the house and went and vacationed and hit it oh man what a what a, it's gotta be freeing right relaxing to finally be oh, out in a di- different set of air yes yes i i found out you know, mm-hmm. um, we've talked we've talked about this on uh, the happy hours on on the pay, on Thomas Island Patreon that I'm going back to work this week and there you go. I'm flying. I'll be flying into L.A. and I and I thought to myself, you know, I was like, man, I can't go back to work without having a vacation. How am I going to mm-hmm. have all this time off? And I've been on lockdown, so I, I told my wife, I said, let's go pack your shit, let's go, let's get out of here, let's grab the kids. What I didn't take into uh, consideration. I've never taken. I've never gone on vacation with two kids. I've gone on one, gone on vacation with one, but now with two, mm-hmm. you gotta really prepare. You yeah. gotta, especially you when gotta, they're that young. I mean, your kids are not exactly. Oh. You gotta, you gotta really keep an eye on them. Yeah, I've got a three month year old and 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 a three month year old, a three month old, two year old. Yeah, so preparation to get this mm-hmm. going this weekend going but we did it we out here at the beach and and the great thing about living here in florida i'm right next to the beach man i'm only like 30 minutes away but still mm-hmm. but still man you still gotta like plan ahead and and it's been great my son my son has been playing all day on the beach we've been out out on the beach since like 2 p.m and mm-hmm. we didn't come in until probably like six <laughs> i'm burnt i'm crisp bro i'm brown <laughs> my true my true color huh as hey that's what that's what the july 4th is supposed to be all about getting that sun get, making those memories that's right man how about you did you do anything man i don't know chicago I, what's going on in chicago it, I, I listened to a lot of fireworks i couldn't really see them but i listened to them from somewhere across the cemetery but i had a nice very low-key july 4th weekend hanging with the dog you're your boss over at New Japan was nice enough to to give us like a week break of covering the New Japan Cup. They they did the semifinals <laughs> on the third. I've had all of July fourth weekend to recover, and by uh, July eleventh, when the finals come up, I'll be rested and refreshed and ready to ready to watch some more. Um, yeah, it's been it's it's been a good it's been a good weekend. The New Japan Cup's been rollicking along. Obviously, uh, July eleventh, we're going to see Kazuchika Okada. Facing off against Evil, the winner will go on to to take on Tetsuya Naito for not only the IWGP Heavyweight Championship but also the IWGP Intercontinental Championship at uh, at Dominion in Osaka Joe Hall. Uh, what do you, what do you think of that that final? Because uh, last year Okada had to deal with Sonata, this year he's got to deal with Evil. Do you think Okada can do two in a row? Oh, it, it will be too easy to say yes. It will yeah. be too easy. I'm an underdog kind of guy. And though Evil is not on my team, mm-hmm. I, I have to give it to Evil. You know, I, I had to I have to give it to Evil to to maybe get to to move forward. Mm-hmm. I'm a, that's you know, Okada has proven himself over and over again. Oh. I feel like it's Evil's it's Evil's time to to uh to prove himself. What do you think? Oh, I'm with you 100%. Evil has been showing off a, a- very different side of himself this tournament even his match with uh-huh. sonata on the third he's really laying in he's living up to that name evil he's i mean he injured uh he's been he's been injuring people there was a ref stoppage uh with in his match with yoshihashi as he just kind of aggravated mm-hmm. yoshihashi's knee injury um right. and okada has been i don't want to say okada's holding back because he's okada he never holds back but he hasn't been using the rainmaker he's been relying on a grounded kind of submission cobra clutch move 
Cobra Clutch. And so yeah. if, if evil is, yeah. And so if, so if evil is bringing this giant force with him and Okada is, has been this reluctant guy so far, I, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be Okada's night. I think he's really going to have to bring a lot to beat this new evil. I like it. I like yeah. it, man. I know you've, you've been putting in a lot of time in waking up early, going to bed early. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I see you tweeting at two o'clock in the morning, bro. <laughs> Do you ever sleep, man? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'll get, I'll get a nice little nap until about like the, the events have been starting at 5 a.m. Chicago time. So I'll sleep until like four 30 in the morning and then start tweeting at like 5 a.m. Go to <laughs> go back to bed at like 8 a.m. And then I'm, you know, then I can yeah. go about my day. It's it's the Da Vinci schedule where you just take multiple naps throughout the day instead of one long <laughs> sleep. Touche, man. Touche. Ah, I like that. So, so man. Okay. All right. Now, now, now. Let's say. Let's say we'll go before. I'm gonna ask you two questions. Let's okay. go with this side right now. If Okada goes forward, all right. Mm-hmm. And he go again. He's going. Who's he going against? Naito. Naito. Yeah. All right. Now. What are your thoughts on that? I look. I am never gonna say no to an Okada Naito match, so I I'm for it. I don't know. I th- I think ultimately uh, I I would be more interested in the Okada versus in um, Evil versus Naito, just because we haven't seen that. It's usually reserved for like a G1 climax, and so I feel like there is there's more there's more I haven't seen there. Whereas with Okada Naito, it's it's more about the results. You know what I mean? Because like with, with Naito yeah. versus Evil, it's about the match. It's about, the, it's about what it brings out of the two of them. With Okada versus Naito, it's just another chapter in their long storied history. So it's, it's two, di- two very different matches, but uh, neither one I'm going to really say no to. Okay, good take. Yeah. Okay, well, the second question was going to be about Evil, but you already answered that in one go. So, okay. all right. I like, I like that. What do you think of Okada and... Uh, and Bone Soldiers match. I liked it. I think Okada versus uh, Junior Heavyweights is always an interesting pairing just because I I feel like, especially guys like Ishibori, Hiromu, guys who've kind of run roughshod over the... Having that kind of size challenge is tough because, like, Ishimori is used to being the strong guy in the juniors. Like, he's... He's not the, the, the biggest guy in the world, but the man is made of muscle. And so he's not used yeah. to having that, uh, not used to having that, that, that size disadvantage. And so that always, that always is a nice, it's a nice little twist to put it, I like it. to put it nicely. I, like I mean, he it. fought Val, he was another one where he didn't, he didn't submit to Okada. The ref kind of had to call the match. And so like it, he fought valiantly, if nothing. Mm, and now, now, you know, uh, Ishimori is never a guy that that uses, you know, we, we, us in Bullet Club, we have a reputation to use use outside shenanigans. Mm-hmm. You know? And Ishimori has been a guy who's never really been about that. Am I am I right? Right. It, and, and, it, I it seems le- it sometimes in the the tag matches I'd see some some shenanigans, but uh, Ishimori does seem to he doesn't seem to really rely on Bullet Club as much as as some of the others in the in the group. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. All right. Well, I was going to go with someone with, with that, but I think that's squashed now because it, you, yeah, he's not. He's, I, well, I what, no, because where'd you want to go with that? Because like it, it, it has become, I don't want to say it's become a thing, but, but, but Bullet Club has been interfering in a lot more matches. And so is, is that more of like a, is, is that a, a, a strategy shift or is it just kind of going back to, back to your basics? Well, well, so, you know, we we've been doing that since the beginning of Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and that's 2013. That's seven years. Yeah. Now, now, what is your thoughts on uh, us moving forward? How can we? What is it? If we continue on this route, are mm-hmm. we kicking a de- you know? Are we beating a dead horse? Are we kicking a dead horse? What's what's? What are your thoughts on that? Because did now I didn't now okay now now when I was saying about Ishimori mm-hmm. he doesn't use much of, of Bullet Club help but mm-hmm. I do I use a whole lot of yep. shenanigans a lot of the boys Jay White mm-hmm. uses Gato yeah what are your thoughts on that 
what are your thoughts on Bullet Club moving forward and how they can change but still be a menacing heel now still be a hated heel what what how can we make this a thing without repeating repeating the same tactics i mean i i feel like i feel like the easy answer is switching up who interferes because obviously there are guys who are 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 seconds to people like like um uh uh gato with with jay white jado with you and um Mm. with tonga uh and so it it does become it does become almost expected in jay white's match you're gonna see gato at some point when i see when i see you and tonga come out i know i'm probably gonna see jado at some point in the match. I think if you want to make it more menacing when I'm expecting to see Jado out of nowhere, Ishimori out of nowhere, you know, yeah. Someone make it feel like you guys have some sort of supernatural act, not supernatural, but you have better access to the building than guys like LIJ guys like Suzuki gun. Cause you can get them from any entrance. You know what I mean? It becomes that kind of like, it, it it almost feels like you're black ops or something like that because you can just all of a sudden your guys can come in at any point from anywhere. Ross, you're a smart man, man. You know that. Thank you. I, I like talking to you. Yeah, yeah, we. I like this is. You know, you said before you like talking to me when we talk about levels and shit. Yeah. Is, I like talking to you when we talk about this because, you know, that's that's some good ideas, man. I like. That. I appreciate I, it, man. Yeah, no, because like because I I maintain that interference it is. A, is a good old fashioned wrestling. It's, you know, it's as wrestling as a, as a headlock to me. And so mm. it just, it just becomes how you use it. How do you, you know, how do you, how, how do you shock people? How do you not just shock people? How do you scare people, make people looking over their shoulder? Cause they don't know where you're mm. going to come from. Gotcha. Um, okay. So speaking of old school, old, old style, old school wrestling, from the past, here we are today. We're gonna this week's subject, okay? This mm-hmm. week's subject, we're gonna talk about what we think, not about the past, but what the future, okay? The future, Ross. The future. What is it? What is it that we we wanna? I, be, I believe that what you <laughs> wanted what you wanted to talk about this week, Tom, was the future of the sport of professional wrestling. The future where, of the sport of pro wrestling. Where, because you you've often talked about this as a great resetting period. So where can we go from here? That's what we're going to talk about this week. That's right. Okay, we're going to take a break right here, guys. Hold on, hold on to your seat. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the future of the sport of pro wrestling. Guys, if you've enjoyed listening to Thomas Island podcast, there's more for you at the Patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. That's right, Tama. If you've been having a good time on the island, you want to find a way to, to get more involved, you want to maybe ask some questions, maybe you want to hang out with Tama himself, head on over to patreon.com slash Tama's Island. We have an exclusive Facebook page where you're able to ask questions, you're able to talk about what's happening in New Japan, what's happening in the world, what's happening with Tama. We've got uh, bonus episodes. If you want to see every episode of Tama's Island, not only early, but in bright video where you can see what Tama's wearing, you can see what I'm wearing, you can find out who's having a bad hair day. Head over to patreon.com slash Thomas Island. If you get the Islander tier, we have a happy hour every week on Zoom at both 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. They're always a fun time. And starting in August, for one week a month, we are going to pick a subject suggested by a Patreon subscriber. So you head over to patreon.com slash Thomas Island. You're going to be able to suggest a topic. You're going to be able to ask some questions. You're going to be able to have a good time. So please head on over there, subscribe, and hang out. Patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. Okay, guys, we're back, and this time we're going to change it up just a little bit. We're going to bring in a third, third partner, third co-host. We're going to how, how, how does that go? Is that a co-host or trip host or triple host or what was that? How does that go? A double host or he, he could be our he could be I, like co-host works. I mean, like we're all we're all in the same our, our, our co-co-host. Our co-co-host. co-co-host. Hey. <laughs> can i just be like the hype man <laughs> <laughs> you can be flavor flav all right <laughs> yeah, there we <laughs> go <laughs> guys we're gonna bring in steve k and uh for, for those that do not know steve k has been my dude i've been my right hand man 
be my business partner. We be, we're the ones that put together. He's the one to help us put together the uh, the Bullet Club block party, the first and second. And smart, smart dude comes from uh, uh, well, well, uh, great family. He's a Jew, <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I just, oh, now you got people after me. Nice. No, I'm a Jew too. A member of the tribe. Oh. Hey, hey, but I like to have Jewish guys on my side, man, because they're smart guys. All right? They're very <laughs> smart guys. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> hey, let me, let me, all right, before we move forward, I'm going to say, look, I, I partnered up with Steve here, and I said, we're going to create a business. I said, we're going to call it the Jew Tongue and Connection, all right? And that's what our business is, the JTC, the Jew Tongue and Connection. <laughs> and it's, it's JTC Event Entertainment is an incorporated company in Florida, and people don't believe that's what it means. The, the minute I heard that, I was like, okay, that, that explains why they brought me in. They have to keep it on brand. We have to. <laughs> hey, man, I'll tell you, man, I'll tell you, look. But Steve here has a has a great background. Um, yeah, he went to the college of uh, man. Hold on, Steve, man, you tell him all the smart stuff, bro. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> I, the school stuff's one thing, but I, but yes, I do have an MBA. I got that at uh, Cornell. Um, I also yes. have a bachelor's degree from the George Washington University. But more importantly than that, I was the entertainment manager for five years at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. There you Hell go, yeah. and that's how and that's how we came together here. Now, machine guns. Uh, uh, hook linked us up a machine gun carl anderson hooked us up and and we've been working together from ever since said so, smart dude great dude uh comes from a great family and and that's 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 me man i'm all about i'm all about a good family here and and steve is good dude and i could tell that about ross ross i'm not trying to leave you out but you already know, oh, everybody already knows i, I could you'd like my fan you'd like my family they're good people <laughs> All in good time, though. All in good time. <laughs> but they're both from up from the uh, the Upper East Coast, mm-hmm. all right. They're New York, New Jersey fellas, man. So there's they're, they're uh, what they the good fellas right here. These guys here, they're good fellas. <laughs> but 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 that's the Italian mob. But my good fellas are Jewish guys. All right. So let's, <laughs> did I did I am I overdoing it? All right. Nah, <laughs> nah, you're fine. What are we here to t- what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about Steve. That is the topic yeah. of the week. Is Steve. <laughs> That's a, oh, I'm ready. I figured I'd I I, I do a little rundown for everybody so they know here. But everybody, I call them Scuba Steve at times, a lot of times when we're having fun. But Steve, Ross, we're going to get together here. We're going to talk about the future of the sport of pro wrestling and what we think, what we'd like, what we want to happen in in this great sport of ours. Um, Now, the reason why we're talking about this is because on on our happy hours on, on Thomas Island, now, for those who don't know, uh, patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. You can come join us on these happy hours on Fridays. We talk about a lot of things, ideas, things that's going on and in, in the pro wrestling world. Just it's, it's a great time. It's a great community. Come join us. We talk about this. So this is how this subject came about. And the future of pro wrestling. What? The future of the sport of pro wrestling. I'm sorry. Now, where do we start? How do we start this? What do we what do we say? Steve, I mean, do us the honors, Ross. Yeah. No, no, let's still let's let's they hear from me every week. Let's let Steve start this off. Well, I, I think that thank you guys and thank you for the warm welcome. I'm thrilled to be here with you guys. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are going very well right now. I think that the fact that uh, content is so easily accessible to people is a great thing for the business of professional wrestling. The fact that people can watch content from any company at any time, anywhere in the world. But with that comes the necessary steps of change. And one of the big things that we've talked about within the Patreon is that uh, faction warfare has worked so well for New Japan. But it's reached a certain point where it can be a lot more. And when we talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, we talk about the sport of professional wrestling and how we can integrate the ideas of sport back into the world of professional wrestling. And one of those things is developing a combine system or a way to cultivate more talent into this faction, into the faction warfare. And I think that's mm-hmm. something, a very interesting place to start. Okay. Yes. Now when you, yes. when you say like a combine system, do you, do you just mean like independent wrestlers or, and like rookies, or are we talking like you can go like high school, like, like pop Warner, like we talking like a system underneath the, the whole of professional wrestling. 
Well, I think, I think that it has to start with people that are trained. I think okay. that there's so many people who are looking for the right way of getting their start. Um, the dojo system is a fantastic way of doing so. Um, but you are very limited in the people that are teaching you. You have, you know, the dojo mat, the people that are really instructing you. Mm-hmm. By integrating the factions into that, you get a whole team helping you. So you learn not only the the dojo way, but you learn perhaps the chaos way or the bullet club way. So the idea would be taking guys that are new in their career, guys fresh from excursion, young boys, people that have never been to New Japan before that are trying for the first time and have like a pro day. Uh, when you have high school basketball, you do the McDonald's All-American game mm. where you, you sit in front of a bunch of scouts. You can have each faction has a scout. And they get to watch these matches. You could do them early on on New Year's Dash in six-man tags. Mm-hmm. Um, and that be like the start of the year. You, you, know, you start scouting who you want to add to your faction. And it's a great way to freshen everything up and give some identity to new people. Uh, uh, that's just an idea I have. But I want to hear from you guys. Ross? I think uh, there needs to be some kind of... I think I think that for too long wrestling has has been working on telling stories the way that television tells stories instead of telling stories the way that sports tell stories if this makes any sense cuz like yes. when I watch WWE or I watch AEW what I see is a narrative I see a plot I don't see a series of wins and losses building to a moment cuz you can still have a story told through wins and losses, but we, we've, we've become so focused on one type of storytelling, the arc, the hero's journey, the, 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 the third, the three act structure that you will find in pretty much any, any like 20 minute sitcom or any 45 minute drama. But wrestling isn't, it isn't that kind of show. It's a sport. It is ultimately a sport. It is ultimately a, an, a show of athleticism. And so if you can ground the storytelling back into those wins and losses, I'm not talking about like a, a ranking system, but just, just literally when someone's winning, you can invest in them. When someone's losing, you can ask why it creates opportunities to, to tell more grounded stories than, than just sort of uh, this, you know, this guy will lose his job if he loses. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be life and death with every storyline. Sometimes a storyline is just, Hey, this guy hasn't been winning a lot. Maybe this guy could win one or, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's uh, a good example is like Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi has been in new Japan for almost a decade. If, if not, and, and he's never won a single title ever, Mm -hmm. but it creates this, it creates this fandom behind him because they want to someday see him win. It's like Susan Lucci with the Emmys. It's like uh, Heath Slater or Barry Horowitz or whatever. You want to, you want to see it happen. And that's all been told that none of that is a plot. That's all just told by the results, by the, by the way his matches have gone. And I think if you can, if you can really ground it back into that, I think there is a, a fan base that will just absolutely devour it. They're starving for it. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. I think you, you both hit it there, um, your, your perspective. Um, you know, coming up the dojo way, you know, before I even went to the dojo, I, the training facilities that I, I – not even, I don't even want to call it a training facility. It was just the training center. The, the people that had wrestling training centers, there were some good. Some was just garbage. Some was mm-hmm. taking advantage of people. And I, and I felt like – this isn't right. This isn't, this is not cool. So my, my, you know, I, I see what you guys come in. What I'm, I think of a structure, right? Okay. Because, and I, and I compare it to basketball and football because they have, they have a structure that's mm-hmm. ingrained. That's it's part is woven into the part of, of, of our society, you know, from, from, from kids to elementary all the way up high school to, to college there's this structure that you play and then, and then go into the, if you're good mm-hmm. enough, you make it into the, to the pro leagues. And I, a I feel, yeah. I feel like wrestling pro wrestling can be that. Do I think it needs to be woven into, it needs to be the same where it's woven into our, uh, our like school system. And all. No, no. Cause it's still, 
I think it'll be better after after high school. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's just that's just me, it, because it's still a uh, man. It I, I kind of want to say it's kind of like draw like the drama drama class, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 a uh, what's it what's it called? Um, it's not like an extracurricular, yeah, extracurricular. It's yeah. not a requirement, but you you choose it. But mm-hmm. after that, though, I I, I think that can be a structure to, to do that. Uh, the the gyms, the, the uh, there's just mm-hmm. I feel like, you know. Well, I, I also think, I I kind of want to jump on that because I think you you make a good point about how after high school, a you're a more developed just person as a whole and so it makes you more open to to learning uh and stuff like that but also wrestling has historically picked up athletes that may fall through the cracks you know what i mean like there are a number of uh like the rock is a good example of someone who played tons of football then when it wasn't quite working out in the cfl that's when he, he really starts to go into wrestling and sometimes you need that as a push so like if you get the guy who was literally, he was going to be the star quarterback in high school. Something didn't happen. For some reason it didn't click. He still has wrestling. You know what I mean? It becomes this, uh-huh. it becomes a, a way to, uh, to help. It, it, it becomes this, this other more like you said, the, an extracurricular, but also a way to, a, a way, a way out of, you know, someone's hometown. And, and, I, and I also net. think yeah. I, I, safety not Yes. But I think going along with that too, uh, thinking back to the high school idea of high school athletes, it's also a great place to learn. For all intents and purposes, we've, we've talked about it so many times. I've heard you guys talk about it, how you look at team sports and how important the, the product of a team is. Well, that's, that's mm-hmm. great for high school students. You, you learn how to be a teammate. So, yes, wrestling comes after, but you get all of the foundation you need of how to be a, a team athlete and work as a team from that period mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so, yeah yeah i agree now now here's here's another thing mm-hmm. kawato who just made his debut right mm-hmm. kawato just made his debut back um after taking a two-year excursion to mexico now kawato was 18 years old straight out of high school he came he came in right mm-hmm. this was his choice to begin straight from the from the jump this was the career field wrestling is a career field that mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a safety net that doesn't have to be uh, a, a second mm-hmm. you know so so the way that new japan does their their dojo right you come in no matter what age you are you go through the dojo system you have to learn respect uh build character and all these these things that you're supposed to learn in life, you learn it in the dojo, right? And then uh, one of the things we talked about on the happy hours on Thomas Island was not everybody gets the same path of teaching, the same road. So some guys get sent on the excursion to go to Mexico or England for a couple of years. Mm. Some guys don't. Some guys go for three months and come back. It all depends on what you need and whoever's in charge, the main guy, sends you off. Now, now Kawato, coming out of high school, he had no wrestling experience, went for two years in, on his excursion. For me, I had a year in independence, but I was 27 years old when I came to the, to the dojo. So I've already had life experience. So they saw fit to only send me off for three months in Mexico and then come back. And, and and work so there there's uh there, there's so many routes here to to do that i've learned from new japan but uh, what i what i want to bring to america because we're so used to a system right mm-hmm. to, to to like a factory made like there's just stages how can we what can we do do you think the same way that new japan does their dojo can work in in america Oh, absolutely. Because, like, I feel like what people are very hungry for is is training that 
has some kind of grounding in results because they're like from what i've always from what i've noticed is that when people want to train and they don't you know they they will look for like a like a lance storm they will look for someone where they know that they will learn fundamentals and that it's it's harder for that to be on it's it's just it's just a harder route because you're looking for one person and one person can only do so much sometimes they can franchise but that becomes tough if you have a group like new japan where the dojo speaks for it like the results of the dojo speak for itself the la dojo the results are starting to speak for themselves you can that it's a it's a brand that people trust it's not just about the fact that they know it it's not just about the fact that they they have heard of people that are in new japan they trust new japan to make people and so if you if you can have a group that has as long as you have that that trust i think that's what people so people are desperate for in the training world right now in in wrestling training and i and okay. i think to kind of highlight on that when you look at you mentioned lance storm mm-hmm. um lance storm is a single person he does not have a professional wrestling company behind him exactly so he mm-hmm. he he feeds to nobody no school really feeds to a professional wrestling company except for the new japan dojo now when you look at like the WWE performance center nobody really starts and very few people actually start their entire career there get trained from the bottom up there few do but not many um the dojo system is perfect for that because for the most part with the few exceptions one of them being the person in the room right now most people start with the dojo but they stay within that organization they start as a do uh, in the dojo and they end up in on the new Japan roster. So taking that concept to America, I would think that anybody who's training for professional wrestling would jump all over that simply because it gives them an opportunity to step foot in the door of the brand they want to go in, they go into and know that it, they do everything right. And they, they excel at what they do. That's where they'll end up. And I, I got to jump on that feeder feeder thing, just because there has never been a better time for a feeder system in North America. Cause the only company that could really do feeders up until now was WWE and WWE has the same track record. Whenever they have a feeder company, they will use like in the case of progress, they sign everyone they want for progress. Eventually the company does what it does evolve. You're seeing in the States, they just straight up bought evolve. And so now it doesn't even exist. It's, it's now just going to be a tape library. And so because they keep like, because they keep killing their children, so to speak, because they keep killing off these feeder systems, there is the, the it's so fertile. We're, we're, it's a wide open space. It's practically a wasteland. You need someone to finally make a system that will, will be a feeder instead of just a, I, I don't know how to put it. Was, it was like, it was like all of the other developmental territories in North America were desi- were set up to fail. If you have one that's set up to actually succeed and produce results, the sky's the limit. This week's episode of Thomas Island is brought to you by all of our bootleg merchandise. First, we all need to do our part at this time, and one of the easiest ways to do so is by using a face covering when we're in public. If we're going to do so, why not do it in style? We still have Tamatanga double-layered face masks available for a very limited time at cutt.ly slash tamamask. Now, these washable masks come in a set of three, so you can change up your look every single day. Rep your favorite wrestler and mask up properly. We have less than 20 sets of three available, so again, head to cutt.ly backslash tamamask right now. And now, while summer may be coming to an end, those summer vibes just don't have to. We've got exactly what you need at tamasisland.com with the last of our summer collection. From colorful front and back printed tanks to different hats, shirts, pins, and stickers, there is something for everyone and at every budget at thomasisland.com. Merch is shipping now, but quantities are extremely limited. And much like the mythical endless summer, these products will be gone forever, very, very soon. So head to thomasisland.com for all of your summer gear. Now remember, that's cutt.ly slash tamamask for your masks and thomasisland.com for all of your other merch. Put those orders in today, and now let's get back to the show. Now, here's my thing. Yeah, our system, you have to try out for for WWE, right? Same as in New Japan, you have to try out. 
And once you get yep. in, once you come in, once you get in, they, they look after you, they pay you. They, they Now, WWE pays you, you have to handle everything else, right? Mm-hmm. New Japan, you come in, you don't get paid much, but but here's, here's, here's the thing. You have jobs. You have jobs. You have to wash. You have to clean the dojo. You have to wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning and clean the dojo. You have to go clean the training facility. You have to clean the ring. You have to wash people's clothes. You have to cook breakfast, lunch, dinner for, for all the older guys. That's Makabe, Tanahashi. Anybody that comes in and train, you have to make sure that their food is ready. That's so so... But and if you want to make some money, the guys when you're on the road, if you some guys if you could do a guy's uh, a laundry for that month, right? And he'll pay you three to five hundred dollars to do his laundry a month or, or however much you guys he decides to give you. But that's ways to make money if you want to go the extra and, and do that. Do you think the American guys with the way they are here in America? can do that that's a that's another question because now you're talking about the culture because you you would need a dojo that matches america's culture so to speak yeah and that exactly and i i think i think it it can it's it's one of those things that can be done but it's going to take a stern hand you know because i think I think if you try to set up a non-New Japan dojo in the New Japan dojo style, it wouldn't work. But I think as long as you have that New Japan branding, so to speak, people can say, well, you know, this isn't technically an American school. Yes, we're in America. Yes, the, we're Americans. And yes, we are part of American culture. But here, we're not just here to learn wrestling. We're here to learn the culture. We're here to learn, and and you you don't even need to you don't even to say you're here to learn Japanese culture. You can just call it like the culture of respect or something, where it, it becomes it becomes about the discipline as well as the 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 training as well as the um, the nuts and bolts. Right. So that's that's my biggest. That's why the New Japan Dojo works. Mm-hmm. That's why that that system works. But I always wonder. Can it work here? Now, I have high hopes. I think it can because I've, it reminds me of the military style. And I've been to the American. I've lived military. I was in, a, in the Air Force. I've been to boot camp. And there is that. But I had to sign up a contract. Mm-hmm. I had to say, wave this, wave that. I know I understand that I am a property. And whatever they say, I will do. So I know it, it, it is possible, I, mm-hmm. but, but, but see, that's, would, would, would anybody be willing to do that? I get up. Yeah. I want to go to, let's throw it to Steve. Cause he's got. Yeah. So initially I was going to say no. And then I thought about, have you guys ever heard of the IMG Academy? No. Okay. The no. IMG Academy is a boarding high school. Okay. meant for the upper echelon of athletes in America to get final training before going to co- play college sports. Gotcha. They usually send people to Division One basketball, football, et cetera. They go there. They literally eat, sleep, and breathe um, whatever. They, obviously, they get a school education too, but they're really there to train to become an athlete of a high caliber. Yeah. I think it is possible. I think you need to build – much like a school, though, a, a curriculum, and ensure that there is a, a well-rounded system to it. Mm-hmm. But the IMG system has proven this is something that works, and it's led to, like, I'm just looking at the list. I mean, you've got – you've had professional athletes in the NBA, NFL, MLB, PGA Tour, World Tennis, and hundreds of mm-hmm. Olympic athletes. So I think Americans would do it mm-hmm. with the right system in place. The right, and I think the right, it to make, if this makes sense, the right alumni. Because part of what makes IMG work is the fact that the results have been speaking for themselves for as, as long as they have. And I, I, think, I think New Japan is still on the, on the right track for that. Because like, uh, you, you've obviously 
said your piece about the the LA dojo, but ultimately guys like Carl Fredericks, while they did have a bit of a head start, yeah. they have been they have been proving to be a very good first class for that LA dojo. I think that it does oh, make people oh, yeah. want to want to train there and want to, you know, follow in that footsteps. Right. And so I think I think as long as as long as this place not only has the system in place but also has the results, I think people people will will absolutely go for that. And you can you can always find a good first class. It just it just requires taking a little bit more time than you'll have to for the rest of the the rest of the the school you know right now do the kids pay do they try out make it through how do we make our money what how so that that's that's the thing there is a tryout system Mm -hmm. i'm just basing Uh the img academy there is a tryout system but once Uh you're in there is tuition yeah okay you see with with japan the dojo you come in they pay for your food they give, they pay you, but then they pay for your food, they pay for your quarters, they pay for your training, they pay for everything, right? The catch is that once you make it to the top, they gotta be able to make back that money they invested in you. Mm-hmm. So you gotta make that back and and then make some back, you yeah. know, and then some. So, but that's, that's well, there's that's there's just on a, that's just on a handshake. Mm-hmm. That's just uh, a that's just the culture, right? You you just understand that that you have to. They invested in you. They put money on, you know, in you. You got to make that back. And now they've done it to other people where those people never made it to the top and they quit. Mm-hmm. That's money lost, yep. right? Now there is money lost. It's not everybody doesn't make it through, but the ones that stay in, they understand that money comes back. But they still make a living. They still get their pay, and but they have that understanding. But it's mm-hmm. it's almost like it's just a common understanding mm-hmm. that we invest in you. You stay with us until you know shit. Until we make our money back, and of course, you'll still make your money and make a living. Do you? It, it, Oh, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty standard entertainment contract in America. I mean, like the music industry for decades was running off the idea that the, the record label will pay for your hotel, they'll pay for your flight, they'll pay for whatever, but your record sales are going to go back to the company. Your touring sales are going to go back to the company until they make that back. And then once they make that back, then you'll see some money. And so it's, um, it's, it's not unprecedented in, in entertainment in America for, for a larger company to say, yes, we will take care of you. As long as dot dot dot. Yeah, it's they, they come up with the quantity and the value of you, and then mm-hmm. they start deducting little by little. And once you get to that point, they usually just take a small percentage, and the rest goes to you. Yep. That you think that can that can run here in America? Absolutely, it has. That's what we're saying. It has been for time immemorial. I mean, even on a handshake, that's the old chess records uh, deals, where it's like you get a Cadillac, we get the rights to the record. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And see, I'm, I'm getting you guys are teaching me about the American way. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. At ASCAP, baby, I've had to had to keep track on how how record how musicians make their money. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Okay. Shoot. So so once those guys make their money back, right now mm-hmm. now let's let's talk about um system the the, the structure. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got training facilities now. We've talked about this on on the Patreon. Um, you got the New Japan Dojo, you got the LA Dojo. You already know that I w- I want to build a training facility here in Florida, mm-hmm. right? And you got these are waypoints. The way I see it is military. It's military bases all around the world, where the, the United States military can send wherever they got they got waypoints. That's why I see these these uh, New Japan Dojos training facilities now. As, as we grow, okay, as we grow, the way I see it, to get these guys to learn different styles, let's say we have a training facility in Mexico, England, over there in Germany, Russia, you know, where, where South America, South Africa, we send these, these guys to get their, their, uh, their training styles. Can this be a can this be a 
a NFL of the world, a wrestling of the world. Go ahead, Steve. Like, you know, do you, you see what I'm saying? Like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking at a rotational program. Mm. A what? Are you, are you looking at a rotational program where you've got unified and you can send people to each place? Yes. So everything, it's a, there's a loose uh, umbrella organization over the top. And then every other little one has their own like identity, but you can put people wherever you want under that umbrella. Is that, am I getting? Okay. Now, can they be under now? Do they, are they all under one? Like, let's say the, when I'm going to use this as an example, the football national football league, right? Mm -hmm. Can they be like the, the wrestling, can they be under one or does it need to be, are they broken up into sections? The American, well, I, the national, and the. How does that I, work? I, I think you can look at it sort of like the NFL in the sense that each of the 32 NFL teams has a different owner and a different uh, culture, way of life, uh -huh. way of training, um, playbook, et cetera. And uh -huh. you can move people around, you can trade people, you can send them to different places. But the NFL, at the end of the day, Everything trickles up. So I, I think that analogy works. And, you know, let's say the NFL had teams in England and Canada, like they're trying to do. Same rules apply. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's owned by someone over there, but it still falls under the umbrella. I like it. That's what I want to get into. Can that work? Can that... You see right now that WWE has... Um, they got the UK NXT, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they, they've got their NXT brand. They're... What? Yep. Do you see their, their system working? Do you see it not working? No. I don't see their system working simply because they're not working with companies that they've had relationships with. Like when WW, WWE didn't have a relationship with Progress, they just started a relationship with Progress so that they could be in the UK. And so because there's no familiarity there, because they don't have a history together, it becomes a kind of doggy dog mentality. If you start this and you, and you have the New Japan Dojo, the LA Dojo, you in Florida, those are, all, those are all people that know each other. They all have a history. They all go back a ways. The next step would have to be CMLL, someone where it's, it's a company that has a history on its own but it also has a history of cooperation because if they don't, if you don't know if they're going to cooperate or not, it's a risk. If you already know that CMLL works with new Japan and new Japan works with CMLL, there's no reason not to have this satellite office or this satellite dojo or whatever, even, if, even if it's just a handshake between two guys and a single area. I'm, I'm going to slightly disagree with Ross in his assessment that, the WWE system does not work. I think it is far too early to tell. They only have one outside of America brand right now with the UK. And I think right now, given the world circumstances, I think it's unfair to judge their quote unquote world conquest until it's actually up and running. Once they have whatever their next one's going to be up and moving. No, that's, and said, it, sorry, go no, ahead. Oh no, no, please. No, no, I was going to say, I was, I was going to say that, yes, they are. There is some, because of the unforeseen circumstances of COVID, you can't truly write off the, the progress thing. And so I will, I will, I will take that. But, but having said that, I think that, I mean, basically what we're talking about is a return in a slight sense to the territories with the exception of the fact that there's still a defined identity within each one of those regions. Whereas the main through point for all the territories in the NWA days was that the NWA world champion came through. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're trying to build, or we're trying to look at the idea of having CMLL's kind of its own world, but with an affiliation. The LA Dojo is its own world, but with an affiliation. And, you know, there's meshing and crossing. Florida would be its own thing with affiliation and people could cross over. I think there's enough difference there that that system does work. Yep. Mm. Um, no, and that, that, was, that was why I wanted to focus on the kind of like the cooperation part as opposed to like the expansion, because it's, it's really about making sure that the people you're working with are people that will, that have the same vision, 
because they don't have to have the they don't have to have the same identity. They don't even have to have the same style. They just need they the same have the same identity. Exactly. Yeah. But they they and that's and that I think is a little bit where the 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 NXT system they need each brand needed a slightly more of an identity. If you have identities already in place, histories, relationships already in place, it's easier to build that syndicate than it is if you're if you're just literally going. All right. Well, now I'm going to this territory. So who's who's the company I need to talk to in that territory? Now I'm going to this. Ter- you know what I mean? Because that's mm-hmm. that. I think that was my my larger point. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Okay. See. Now, the way I look at WWE mm-hmm. is they they're this huge company. They got all this money, and I I kind of saw. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of saw what what Hunter was trying to do with NXT, right? With mm-hmm. NXT UK, they're just trying to build a league. Am I am I right? Or am I wrong? Yeah. Well, the the idea with NXT and really with a lot of Hunter's idea, I I even asked him about this once. His thing is he wants there to always be something on the network. So like every weekend, whether it's NXT, NXT UK, WWE, Raw, SmackDown, he wants there to have always be some kind of content that they can air live. And so because it is, it's always about sure it's, it's more about churning out product than it is about creating leagues or about creating even, even like a, a, a pipeline because there is, there is no rule. There's, it doesn't feel like there's a, a big dedicated way that someone goes from NXT to the main roster. They just, they come to NXT. If they pop, they go to the main roster or if they show, They've been loyal enough for long enough. They go to the main roster, yeah. but there's there's no set thing. I'm not saying there has to be, but part of that is due to the fact that it's more about producing content than it is about creating develop a developmental space. Hmm. Okay. So, me personally, one of my biggest things uh, when I first started was I didn't like that there was no system there was no way you had to like you you had to dig through the bushes to find mm-hmm. to find something to to come up it, it's a, and everybody has a school here a school there a school there but these a lot of these schools are not uh they've never turned out anybody it, it, they're not validated they're not yeah. you know nobody has no no names they, they, i i felt like they were just stealing money and mm-hmm. and you have these young uh how, how do you say young kids that are very uh impressionable yeah they're impressionable yeah yeah and they would take they would be taken advantage of so I was 27 when I started started wrestling, so I had already been to the military. I was seen a lot of the world, but to see these 18 year olds, these these 17, 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds come in, and you know, 300 to 500 dollars is a lot of money for those those kids. Or more, yeah. and, and yeah, more, yeah. Because then you also then then you have to factor in the seminar business now, where there's like you have right. to go to this seminar or else you don't have a yeah. shot at that, you know. Um, yeah, and 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 that 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 bothered me. That bothered me a lot. That these trainers would would take advantage of these little kids, you know. But I understand that in America, that's the name of the game. You know, you got. Well, it it is and it it isn't because it like it it really depends on the school. Because like this goes back to that trust thing I talked about, where like they have to seek out first a trainer that they trust, and then even if they trust that trainer it's not necessarily a given that they're going to be put into a system that, or even, or even any kind of have any kind of support while they're training. Cause like, if we go back to the, the idea of, of factions being involved in your, your place in, in Florida, mm-hmm. you then not only have trainers that are teaching them to wrestle, but then you have an entire group of people that they can draw from to talk about how to survive. Cause even, mm-hmm. even if someone from, from, your 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 dojo or your your boot camp in florida doesn't make it to new japan they should still be able to leave there with the ability to you know not to be able to put food on their table and so if if you have 
in, instead of it just being, I go to training camp, this one guy tells me how to take a bump and then will tell me some stories that I have to pull lessons from later. If you can literally have a guy who has to, he can talk to all of chaos. He can talk to all of bullet club. He can talk to all of Suzuki gun about how, how did you make your way through and actually get, get the concrete lessons for survival in this business, as opposed to just being thrown into the deep end with the sharks. And I think alongside with that, we just talked about it. The, the world right now is all over content. That's content right there. Yep. You, you, you look at HBO has made billions of dollars off of uh, hard knocks. Their NFL documentary where they go to training camp every summer and they follow a few oh. rookies and a few veterans um, for a different team every summer. And they just follow them around and see you know, how their training camp goes. You could do that with these young boys. You could see how they interact with these factions, how they're learning. And in a time where everybody's looking for new content, everybody's looking for something different and unique, you could provide that and provide them a better way of coming up in the business. Yep. I like that. Because you're, like see- you're also seeing like American Express will, has that master class thing where you pay like a certain amount and Aaron Sorkin teaches you to write screenwriting, all this kind of stuff. And it, it very much feels like people are are hungry for that kind of legitimate content. It's like uh, it's I can't remember where I heard it, but there there is a, a market for people who want to see people that are good at their jobs be good at their jobs. Like because with with when I was talking about Hunter constantly wanting content, he wants content to be a live event where a guy has to take a bump. But if you expand the idea of content to literally a rookie interviews Toru Yano and Okada and all of the, that's, that's something I will watch. Even if they're not a great interview, I will watch a rookie stumble over an interview with a new Japan star 10 times more than I will watch, uh, you know, just any, it, it just, it, it's something unique. And it's some, and especially if it's, especially if it's someone's actual training, it's, it's a level of honesty you don't get in the wrestling business. And I think it will make people in, it will make people invest in the rookies more if they're knowing their real story. If they're not just, if they're not being thrown a character at, at the very beginning of their career that they may have to deal with for the rest of their career. If they're, if it's literally just like a good example is Yuya Uemura. If he's just Yuya Uemura, and if he's just the person that came into the dojo, that's going to make me invest in him as a rookie more than it would if he was like if you gave him a name and you gave him a gimmick and you made him made him be a character before he's ready to be a character. I like that. I like that. Well, shoot. Hey, hold up, man. I I feel like we can we can go on with this some more, but we have reached our time limit here on the podcast on Thomas Island podcast, guys. I want I want to I want to dig. I, I don't I don't even feel like we scratched the surface on this. I feel like we just kind of. Just this wasn't a deep dive. Yeah. This was a shallow pool no. dip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we wait. We waded into this one. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's so much because we we touched on a lot of things on different levels of what what it can be. Mm-hmm. But if we, I think if we take really uh, deep dives on each of those the subjects that we talked about, I think we can really really come up with with something here that could be of of uh, of help. To the to, to the game to to professional wrestling as a whole. <laughs> Definitely, Ross. Ross got the Ross. No, well, here, man. <laughs> well, and that, this is why because you you brought up a very good point about how these young kids are not in a position where they can, you know they're in a position to sometimes be taken advantage of, and that's we're seeing a lot of that over the past couple of weeks of people finally having their stories come out. If you can actually deal with that culture, if you can actually deal with it and make it a place where trainees can feel safe like just think of the stars we lost the people who gave up on their dreams because they got they were broken by some small person if we can if we can get that out of the business it will it will create it will it's it will rise that tide all the boats are going to rise it will really Ah, it makes some good change for all of us huh yeah exactly i agree i agree Steve doesn't agree, but I agree. Listen, I'm just here because I want to see good content in the future, and I like talking to you guys. So if you guys ever want me around to continue these conversations, I'm here. 
we'll, we'll yeah. definitely take another we'll definitely take a, a deeper dive into the each of these subjects that we talked about guys thank you very much for joining us uh steve thank you for joining us thank ross thank you for coming again man you guys enjoy enjoy the rest of your night everybody thank you very much for joining us here on thomas island podcast we will get back to you guys we'll continue this on next weekend i would like to have you steve I, I think we need to to get deeper on this you know you guys is there an email that they can have any questions they can reach us you know if, if there's subject that we can they can reach us and ask us about what we talked about today yeah you know what they can reach us on, on email at tomatonga patreon at gmail.com there you go hit us up if you have any questions hit us up on that the subject that we talked about today or or even ideas that you think that could go to expand this what we're talking about um we're, we're, we're trying to change the world. Truly, truly change the world. I know you heard that term before. <clears throat> but, <laughs> but but uh, truly, truly, the betterment of all of us here moving up together. Uh, guys, thank you very much. Steve, Ross, thank you very much. I'll see you guys next weekend. Next week. Next week. Not next weekend. Next week. Right. Ain't nobody really in Gorilla. Ain't nobody really in Gorilla. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.